Hello everyone, it's Victoria here and welcome to My Entrepreneur Diary. So before I start, I just want to say a massive, massive big thank you. So a couple of evenings ago, I had a little sneaky look at my stats for this podcast. Now I hadn't really looked at them and I knew that I needed to because I had this, I had this kind of thought process that maybe I might just be talking to myself but actually I was so pleasantly surprised so 50% of my listeners are in England and 50% are in the USA so I was really really surprised at that Um, and also it shows that my listeners have been going up every week and I'm not talking to myself. So I was really, really happy. So a massive big thank you. Thank you so much for, you know, sticking with me and for listening, you know, and also for sharing um, each of the episodes. I really appreciate it. So this week, I want to talk to you about recognition. And it was, do you know, it wasn't a a planned topic that I was going to talk about until I had a conversation with a friend. And we were talking about, you know, me being entre- being an entrepreneur and having my business for all those years and now going to be launching my new business. And also, this is the big one, bringing my son up solely on my own. Now, I was kind of listening and I was like, yeah, yeah. And then my friend said to me, you, you know, you brought your son up completely on your own. Now, I'd like to point out, I do have fantastic parents and they've always been there and, you know, they've always tried to support me in any which way they can. But when it comes to bringing up my son, I've done that completely solely on my own. And when I also say solely on my own, I, you know, I didn't have any involvement from his father. And so therefore, you know, the buck stopped with me and, it, you know, every decision, every just every hospital visit, you know, because he loved having those accidents at football, every football match, you know, if you're a mum out there, and I'm saying mum, because, you know, don't get me wrong, I know that there's dads and there's single dads, but obviously I'm a mum, so I'm only talking from my point of view. And I was listening, and I was thinking, yeah, yeah. And then I, I got off the phone, and I thought, oh my goodness, I actually did that all on my own. And the reason that we'd kind of got onto this um, this conversation was because my son is going to be 18 next month. And so therefore, you know, I'm planning a, I'm not, he doesn't want a party, but, you know, I'm planning something for him and, you know, we're going to celebrate him. And so therefore that's why we got onto onto that topic and then it got me to thinking now you're probably going to hear a bike go past in the background that is part of the ambiance to this podcast episode um so it got me to thinking you know when I was a little girl oh my gosh that bike is so loud I am so sorry um 
I think this will probably be the last episode that I'm going to be doing in the car. Um, It got me to thinking when I was a little girl, I never, ever had the thought process of, you know, when I grow up, I'm going to be a single mum. So finding myself in a very you know, I'll touch on it very slightly, a very abusive relationship, pregnant at 23 and at 24, finding myself, you know, with my beautiful son and being a single mum. And, you know, I, I'd given up work because I was pregnant. I suffered really bad morning sickness for the whole duration. And I literally just had nothing. And, you know, my parents were fantastic and myself and my son lived there. And then when he was a little bit older, so he was, I think he was seven and a half months, we moved out. And, um, you know, I was on, I was on benefits, I was on income support. So I was living in a rented property um, that I rented from my dad um and the government were paying for you know for the rent so you know I was in a real sticky sticky situation here and it certainly was not my my life plan it you know really wasn't so I remember moving into you know my new home and my mum was there in the kitchen and you know she was putting the food away in the fridge and my dad was putting up shelves and then I remember this moment that you know when everyone went home and my son was upstairs in his cot asleep and I would always remember that you know I was oh bye-bye everyone shut the door and I went to sit on the sofa and I just I had this complete feeling of emptiness and I remember thinking oh my god what am I going to do how am I going to turn this whole situation around how am I going to get off of income support and you know not live on government handouts and you know, how, how am I going to do this? And how am I going to give my son the upbringing that I want to give him? And the upbringing that I wanted to give him was not me on benefits. It was, uh, you know, I needed to be working. I didn't care what it was, but I needed to be working. And so therefore, you know, I let it go on a few months. And when each month and week and day went past, my confidence just went lower and lower and lower. And then he was, he was, he was, he was about one years old and it was Christmas time. And I remember thinking, I cannot go into another year on, on income support, on benefits. I think in America you call it social security. And I just, I couldn't do that. So I thought, right, okay, I'm going to get a job. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm just going to do anything. So I did get a job. I I put my mind to it and I tempt. Um, and I tempt in this office, je- um, office job and I put my son into the best private school nursery in the area because if I was going to be at work, he ne- I needed to know that he was going you know, to be okay and that he was in a good environment. 
And so I did that for about eight months and then it got to the point where they didn't need me anymore. So then I found myself without a job. So again, you know, I had to think on my feet again because at this point I now had rent to pay. I had bills. I had my son in this amazing nursery that there was no way that I was pulling him out of. So I I didn't know what to do and I would you know, I talked to my mum and, and tell her how I felt and and maybe sometimes my dad. But I can honestly say that I never really told them how low I was feeling and, and how worried I was for my future. So I could sing. And so I thought to myself, my dad, um, he'd brought me a PA system, but I wasn't using it. So it was, I think it was confidence. So I thought, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sing. I'm going to go out and gig. And and that is how I'm going to bring the money in. And so that's, that's what I did. And I, I went to a gig with him that he was doing. And from there, I, did everything that I could to just get these gigs, get them booked in. And I literally did sing for our supper. So I did this for about probably, it was a long time. It was probably about eight years. And so my son was like eight or nine years old. Now it got to a point where it just, didn't become visible anymore. I was rocking up to football matches, looking like hell on earth because I'd been gigging the night before. And, you know, being a single mum, I had to, I had to be at every football match. I had to be at every school play. You know, there was so much going on for my son at school. And of course, I didn't have the other person to say, look, can you be there for our son tonight? Because I've got to do this. Everything was on me. And, you know, it it wasn't until recently and and I had this conversation that I don't think I realised because I felt like I was was just on this roller coaster and I was going round and round and then on to a different level as my son got into a different year at school and, and just round and round. But I never, ever really give it any recognition of what I was doing um you know I never even said to myself you know what you're doing a really good job just keep going I I just didn't because I just needed it was like I I needed to right I, I was effectively saying right okay well that bit's done that bit's done and don't get me wrong you know we went on nice holidays and I took him away and you know I give my son a really good upbringing and I am so proud of that um so it got to um yes as as I said sorry I'm digressing now so I got to the point where I was like right okay so I can't sing anymore um I just can't be in two places at once so I loved beauty so I did some beauty courses and I opened a beauty room in my house well that was a non-starter that was going nowhere because the thing is I had no passing trade and I had no social media followers so you know I was on Facebook for 
for fun, really, you know, to have a chat with friends. And, you know, I didn't actually use it as, a, you know, I didn't have a business page. So, it, you know, it, it was quite difficult. So from there on, I thought, right, okay, now I'm in a predicament where I've got a mortgage, we'd moved, and, you know, I'd bettered myself, but I had no job now. You know, I was in a predicament where I've got no job again. So, I was at home one night and I thought, oh my gosh, I, I know what I can do. I can do children's pamper events. I'm going to open a um, a children's um, event planning service effectively. So I did that. And from there, for the next, I think it was around 11 years, I learned everything that I could do in business. While being a single mum to my son, running a house and doing everything that I could. And... I, I just learned everything. I constantly had earphones in my in my ears because I was learning masterclasses and listening to podcasts. I'd like to say those um those earphones have now been upgraded to AirPods, um, courtesy of my my lovely son. But you know, I I just learned everything that I had to learn. Um, I did masterclass after masterclass after masterclass and I studied Facebook ads until an, it, until an inch of its life, you know. I learned everything to do with social media. So I gained in the end, I think it was around 8,000, seven or 8,000 followers. So, you know, I was happy with that because we were only doing a 50 miles radius and we were I was just about to pivot the business. I was going into bigger events anyway. I'd done some, or I'd done some bigger events as well and COVID hit and I lost everything and when I say I lost everything that's probably untrue because I didn't lose my home but I lost my business and I lost my self-esteem so for me it felt like I'd lost everything because if you haven't got confidence and your self-esteem is on the floor (laughs) you do feel like you haven't got anything so I kind of, you know, obviously, of course, I hadn't forgotten that I'd lost my business. But I think until this week, I'd forgotten that actually I had, you know, had to go back and reinvent myself and and do this job. And then I had to do that job. And then I had to study this and I had to study that to get to the point that I am at now. And, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, I'm going to be very transparent with you. Candy Floss wasn't a six-figure business, but I did okay. And I'm proud of myself for achieving what I achieved. So, you know, now sitting in the car, waiting for my son to finish work, I'm freelancing, doing some work for my dad while I'm trying to launch my business. Do I regret anything? No way absolutely not even everything that I had to go through at the hands of um you know my ex-partner I don't regret a thing because that's made me the person that I am sitting here so there is a moral to this because I see a lot of mums who have children and a lot of single mums as well and I I speak to a lot of single mums and they're like 
oh, you know, I'm at home with the children and I can't do this and I can't do that. And the first thing I say to them is, no, you can. Oh, my goodness, you don't have to have a bricks and mortar shop. You know, your shop can be your socials. You know, there is every opportunity out there now to do what you want to do. And I think if COVID proved anything, it proved that, you know, online businesses are a complete winner and they are major the majority of them are pandemic pandemic oh God, I can't even say it pandemic safe so I think you know if if I've learned one thing this week is to stop and to think back and to make sure that I realize what I've achieved and what I've done and as much as, you know, I've said to you, you know, I love banning on about my plan. And I do, I, I, you know, I go back and I tick the things off. But what about the bigger things in life? What about the things that got me to where I am now? What about all of those reinventions that I had to do when I found myself with no income and no work? and a mortgage, and a child? What about all those things where I was exhausted, but I was getting, you know, I'd get I'd get in from doing a gig in London, say, at like three or four o'clock in the morning. And then that was only, the gig might have probably, you know, went on until about 12 o'clock, you know, about midnight, but I would always get lost coming back. So by the time I got in, my poor babysitter, it'd be like half three, four, and I'd be up at half past six because Harry would have a, um, Harry, my son, he would have a tournament um, on the Saturday and the Sunday. So, and I was there, I was there cheering him on, even though I just wanted to climb under the duvet. So if you can take anything from this, it's, recognize what you have done to get where you are and never ever minimize it because I do that I'm like oh it was only a little thing it was only a little thing that I did there it was only a little thing that I did then but actually even though I will be the first one to say that, you know, I've had support from my parents, which I have, and I have to be transparent about that. But actually, I have done so much and I'm so proud of myself. But it wasn't until this week that actually I I was able to to have that recognition and, and it was through a conversation so if you're listening to this and maybe like me you were thinking oh goodness I haven't done that right or I haven't done this right really think about it all through the years what you've achieved because like me you probably will be surprised because I think that you know I think we our makeup is to just go on to the next thing and not pat ourselves on the back and not recognise what we've done. Anyway, everyone, hope, I hope you have a fantastic, fantastic week. And it's, I just love doing these podcasts. I, I love it. And next week, I'm going to be giving lots of tips away 
of different things that have helped me to grow my social media. So we're up to about 8,000 now. So I'm going to give you as many tips as I possibly can. Or maybe my, you know, my top five, because I think sometimes when you're bombarded with lots, it's not really particularly helpful, is it? So I'll give you my top five. Anyway, take care, everyone, and have a great week. Bye.